talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you was lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop episode ninety three. I am your host Bobby Hall, and with me, as always, he's going through a little bit, guys. Put uh, put a virtual hand around his shoulder uh, for the DILF. That's the D Y L F. Dylan, what's going on, man? What's going on, uh, Bobby? Have you ever seen that uh, that uh, that that image? Uh, I can't think of the actor's name, but he, he's he's obviously has like cracked out and he's scratching his neck. He's looking for a bump. Uh, it's kind of how I feel right now, a little bit. Um, obviously, not for crack, but uh, for for the marijuana, the Mary Jane, the THC, for TSP, you know. Um, yeah, so I need to. I was still burn up so I can uh, pass drug tests to get a fine job. Um, and uh, yeah, I, usually it only takes about like what two weeks, depending on like your body fat percentage, all that kind of random variables that are. Um, in play for that kind of stuff, especially for urinated test. So uh, it only takes about a couple weeks. So I'll be back on the Trojan horse once again. Yeah, um, I usually go a month just to be on the safer side. But um, yeah, two weeks is, I'd say, at, at, at least minimum, very minimum for that shit. Yeah, I'm thinking like, yeah, two weeks uh, constantly, like fluids, uh, hydration is going to be key. Um, and then obviously working out, the more you can sweat, um, and just get it out of your system, kind of like a self detox, uh, leptin teas and as well as, um, uh, what else is it? Cranberry juice. That's what it is. Cranberry, cranberry, anything really. I really like cranberry juice, cran apple, cran. Um, I had most recently cran, um, ah, shit. What other fruit, what, what cran fruit juice, whatever fruit you want to put in there. That's what I like. Uh, cran strawberry. That's what it was. But, um, yeah, those just like help detox, help me, goes right through me, piss it out. Um, and then eventually, uh, I know like the shed, if anyone uh, go gets their like glassware or um, any kind of like pieces, if you are smokers out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about down down there in Toledo. I think it's called the head shed. Uh, you go there and they have some detox drinks as well. So uh, those are those are something that I actually utilized back in my earlier days of passing a drug test and I'll obviously be monitoring myself with uh, some take-home drug tests. I know those aren't 100% accurate, like the lab tests you will be taking, but um, it'll kind of give me a, a clarity of mind of where I'm at in my uh, status. Well, there you go, man. Um, you got to do what you got to do, you know? So once you uh, land a job and figure out what, what that's going to be like as far as r- randoms and all that fun shit, uh, then hopefully maybe you'll be able to come back, but... Oh, no doubt. Who knows, no man. doubt. Who you can't keep the dope down. Knows. 
Can't Nobody keep can. the DILF down. Come on, baby. Let's raise up the energy a little bit. We're not all the way down. It's TSP episode 93, and we're off and running. Um, you may have recognized that there is not Joe Vember right now. Uh, we're having a little bit of technical issues on his end as far as his motherboard might be shot. Um, we're maybe get him in the middle of the show here if he figures things out. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, but, you know, episode 93, let's get it off to a good start. It's a good Sunday. The Browns play this weekend. Uh, we could probably talk a little bit about that. I know I have topics about uh, some uh, dead celebrities that made more money in 2020, not even alive, than they'll ever make in my entire life. So we can get into that as well. Um, I know you have some topics. I have a food review. Well, it seems like we both went to Wendy's from my recollection of it. Uh, so we can talk about that as well. Uh, so, Bobby, how, I mean, how have you been doing? How have you been doing? I didn't even toss the question back to you. How are you doing this week? Pretty good. Um, I'm excited that it's finally fr- Friday. I've been ready to uh, play Cold War pretty much all week since we were allowed to preload it. So I seen the other day there was already a um, an update with that. So I think as far as I know, I haven't got on today, but the game should be ready to rock. I'm ready to get into some zombies. I'm very excited about that. I haven't played zombies in years. Hopefully we'll be able to um, squad up. And see what's going on here with Cold War. It's been a it's been a pretty awesome week for video games. I've I've seen some people I know get the new Xbox. Uh, a couple of people getting the PlayStation. And um, uh oh, uh oh, Dilo. Uh-oh, the listeners can't hear it, but he has entered the video chat. Now he just has to get himself on to the Zencaster chat, but. We'll figure that out. Bobby's going to be talking to him right there on the back end. I'll keep us rolling here with my take on some Cold War. Um, now, Cold War, I played it a little bit. I didn't hop on it at 11 p.m. Central Time um, with uh, the rest of the gang. I saw Al, the bump, Geisel was on. Um, and he was playing with a different crew that I didn't recognize, so I didn't even bother. So I was just chilling. Didn't hop on last night. Hopped on this morning with a cup of joe. And it, it was really fun, man. I was just loading up some guns. I got to like level 10. I didn't put extensive time into the game at all. But um, what I did, or is what I was able to do, I should say, is kind of get the feel for the game. Um, tweak the the controller settings, your ADSs, your aim down sights, vision blur, all that kind of stuff. Kind of tweaked it to, you know, what you would want in your specific, um, I guess, needs for your gaming experience. So uh, the color schemes are different. The boots on the ground uh, mechanism I like a lot. I'm glad they got away from that advanced warfare type shit where you're uh, fucking jetpacks and running on walls and stupid shit like that. I mean, the game is already ridiculous enough. So um, the the fact they kept it on boots on the ground, I like it a lot that way. Uh, It seems that uh, killing someone, the, the bullet registration, or hit registration, however you want to call it, uh, seems to work uh, flawlessly to this point. I'm sure there's going to be errors down the road, as all games do. And then another thing I like about the game that took away from my about hour, two-hour gameplay of it was the score streaks. I like the score streaks a lot and how they're implemented, not by kills, but more so score points. So it's more of like being a team player. You're going to get rewarded that way, getting the points for uh, domination, kills, kills, assist points. Um, also, like any kind of like uh, kill streak points you get, like when you toss up a recon, you're getting uh, plus 10 towards your kill streak score when uh, someone kills someone off your radar because of your radar assist, um, all that fun stuff. And it seems to be also calculating after you die. So after you die, you don't lose that points. You just continue to keep rolling with those points until you 
go through your uh, rinse and repeat cycle of your kill streak. So I know you haven't gotten to the game yet. Hopefully we can play a little bit. I know I'm working this very first time in about six fucking weeks. Uh, so it's going to suck, but I have to work at 5 a.m. bright and early tomorrow morning. So it might not be on too late, if at all. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Um, hopefully you can get on for a little bit. If not, you know, I, I, uh, I won't be going anywhere. I've decided after, I mean, we just hit, uh, what, 71 or 7,200 cases in a day in Ohio. So I'm getting back into good old, uh, quarantine myself. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not putting myself at risk. Unless I am going to the store tomorrow, but outside of that, you know, I'm not getting together to watch football games or any of that shit uh, for the foreseeable future because we're we're going towards some numbers that are just fucking nuts, man. I remember six, seven months ago, people were calling her nuts. Was it Dr. Um, I don't know, An- Anton or I can't remember who it was, but everyone was calling her fucking nuts because she was saying come fall time, we could be seeing 10,000 cases a day. And I mean, we're we're pretty damn close, at least in Ohio. I don't, I don't know what other states are doing, but um yeah getting back into that shit won't be leaving the house so i'll definitely be uh gaming pretty heavily all weekend especially with no uh buckeyes game which uh rounds out that you know the whole fucking covid talk no buckeyes game won't be uh made up either because the big 10 waited um until october and thought it was magically gonna everything's gonna be uh back to normal so now um excuse me that game's canceled won't be made up and then I believe, I think you have to play like either have have six wins. I think it's ha- have six wins in the um, conference to go to the uh, conference championship. So Buckeyes could, uh, you know, potentially be screwed out of that, which would ultimately screw them out of the playoffs. But um, sorry, I mean, Canyon shit too, all kind of shit. But uh, long answer not over there. Uh, some shit I've never had before called Johnny Apple Treats. They're chewy apple candies. They're pretty fucking fire. I got them at Dollar General. Okay. Um, okay. I just took a shot because I was looking for some um, sour Mike and Ikes because that's, that's been my fucking jam. But um, gotcha. I can't I can't find them. But anyways, yeah, I'm going to be gaming pretty hard all weekend. Hopefully we can get a crew going tonight. I bought myself a couple monsters to, uh, you know, get the fucking energy rolling and get the the power of, of Kyle's inside of me to roll Watch hard. out for those case stones, um, though. Hey, man. Fuck it, man. I'm, and then I'm going to get a monster ticket uh, sticker on the back of my fucking truck, dude. I love there guys that have those. Dead center of the yeah. little, like, neck window? Yeah. <laughs> yep. There we but, go. Dylan, like we said, we lucked out. November is back on the back on the rails, back rolling. Um, he got his Macintosh fixed, and um, I think he's here with us now. I don't hear him though. Yeah, baby. Do you? Is he here? Joe, are you with us? I think he can hear us. His mic and his Zencaster is unknown. His mic and Zencaster is unknown, so he has to fix his mic and Zencaster. It's a little sloppy, but. Um, Dylan, man, including this week, we have five episodes left in season three, man. Five episodes. Pretty crazy. It went fast. And, um, two, just two guests left for the season. I've got, um, I've got a decent amount lined up for next season. Very excited about that. Kind of have that ready and waiting for us. Um, 
Yeah, and then so our very last episode is going to be episode ninety-seven, which it just fucking sucks, man. But <clears throat> the good news, ladies and gentlemen, is is Dylan Dylan moves houses every other season. So season four should be a full season, uh, and then we'll see what happens for season five. But uh, we should be good, uh, good to go for four a full a nice full season. And um, Raya, like what three three episodes? In, I think I think it'll be a. Sunday episode, uh, episode 100. So that'll be fun. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a good time, man. We'll have to uh, maybe get together for that one. You're gonna be in Ohio, so you know that's that would be a good occasion. I didn't really think about that till just a second. I think that's what we're gonna have to do, man. Episode 100. Get the gang together. Let's go. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Added some new sound effects here to my uh, to my uh, little soundboard I have. No, that's great. Uh, that's, that's a sound effect that everyone needs to have. Yeah. I, and used, then, to play, I used to play that shit all over my ear. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of took away from when you did it uh, manually, but, you know. I had to add it in there, um, but we're still having some difficulties with Joe's mic. I want to see if I can actually, I want to, don't take it personally, Joe. I'm going to kick you out of this here, and then you just rejoined the new link. Rejoin the new link for me. Hopefully we can figure out, but more importantly, at least we know that the guy's alive, so that's good. Yeah, you were worried there good. for a second. Hey, you never you know, know, man. He wasn't responding to text messages. He was treating us like... We were little fucking O five whores, man. It's bothering me. But Yeah, or it's fucking you know, whatever. But well, like I'll I was saying, for him. I guess I'll... we we can get we can get to Go ahead. I, I figure we we can get um you know the Browns talk going a little bit. We'll get that knocked out. Huge game this week, man. Um you look at the game, it's against the two what, two and six Texans uh on the outside looking in, you're like, Well, why is that so big? But um, we didn't get any help last week, uh, from the Cardinals or the fucking Chargers. Chargers, almost, I, I was very excited. I was very hyped. Uh, I thought the Chargers were going to pull it out there last second, but they did not. And then good old Zane Gonzalez, you know, he said, fuck the Browns and, uh, kicked a, a 49 yard field goal. That was too short. Unbelievable. 49. I mean, okay. That's not a short kick. I know, but. In the NFL, you got to be at least in the in the low fifties. You should be able to hit, you know, decently well. And uh, yeah, I went short, and that's just, that's just Browns luck, though, man. Even yeah. you, <laughs> former Browns are gonna fuck over the Browns. But at the same time, if Cleveland would have pulled out that dub last week, um, you know, it'd be a different thing. And then of that course last night, the Colts out of nowhere decided they want they want to you know be legit. And uh, fuck yeah. up the Titans, so that that was also another kick in the pants. But um, that's not the Browns first time that job, uh, the Titans fucked us over, man. That's not the first time, as you remember, back in when we were ten and six, looking for this playoff berth with Derek Anderson, Braylon Edwards, and the company. That offense was firing on all cylinders. Ten and six, that was a guaranteed wild card spot. But it came down to that Monday night game in Indianapolis against Tennessee and Tennessee beat Indy because they were resting their goddamn starters in week 17 and they lost the game and Tennessee ended up going to the wild card and losing instead of the Browns. Yeah, that was tough, man. We had to, um, 
put all our our wishes and and hopes on the arm of of, of one Jim Sorgi. And uh, yeah, that was that was tough. That was a tough game to watch. But obviously, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I remember Tony Dungy's like, yeah, we're we're worried about us. We're not, you know, why would we just start our guys just to try to help another team out? Oh, fuck that. We're gonna sit our guys. You know, we want the best chance. So I mean. But yeah, it's just that was another thing too. There's a couple games down the stretch that um, they lost. I believe there was a game against the Arizona Cardinals where Derek Anderson kind of uh, imploded a little bit. But yeah, that was tough. Um, but yeah, like I said, Browns got to do their job. They got to win these games, man. And um, you know, we're as healthy as we've been, um, you know, since the end of training camp. Uh, outside of OBJ, of course, but. Uh, it's going to be fantastic to have Nick Chubb back and Wyatt Teller. And I think it's calling for, uh, I don't know where the game's at, but I was listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, and they said it's calling for, I think, rain like pretty much all morning and into like f- first half of the game. So hopefully, uh, you know, the one-two punch, Chubb and, Chubb and Hunt. Let's, let's run it down their fucking throats, um, control the clock, because Deshaun Watson, you know, even this team sucks, he's got to be probably, what, top, Eight quarterbacks in the league right now. He's having a fantastic season. Uh, Will Fuller has scored, I think, the last six games. And um, obviously the Browns defense uh, is uh, shit. So yeah. hopefully uh, we can we can control the clock, get some points on the board, and you know, hopefully on the defensive side they, they can make plays when it counts. Obviously um, it sucks that uh, you know they can't get a lot of three and outs, but if they can – Get pushed back a little bit and get a turnover, or you know, make the plays when it counts. Uh, we can get out with a dub, but yeah, they got to uh, they got to win this one because as of right now, they're they're uh, on the outside looking in after uh, the the Raiders and um, uh, Miami of all fucking teams. Miami won their games last week. Yeah, they're on a four game winning streak at at that. Who who ever fucking saw that coming? And their schedule ahead is very favorable for them. So it's going to be a tough stretch. I mean, the Browns, I'd say they have to go at least five and three, five and three in the back half of this season uh, to make the playoffs or feel at least comfortable. If you go four and four, you're starting to uh, put your eggs in other teams' baskets and hoping for other results. And that's just not a a mess you want to be in, as we just reiterated from uh, Brown's season past. So I don't want to be in that situation where we have to rely on other people and other teams and different scenarios and all that kind of stuff. Just just carry about let's care about our business. Take care of our business one week at a time. One and zero each week. The game's in Cleveland this week. All right, and we only lost one time so far. I think that was that Raiders game actually last week. That was our first loss at home. Other than that, we've been protecting home pretty well. Like you said, Chubb's coming back, the two-headed monster. We're probably the healthiest team coming out of our bye week. We had two weeks to rest. We had a little COVID scare happen this Friday uh, with Chris Hubbard. Thankfully, he was isolated, no contact tracing, good to go, game's going. He's just on the COVID list. It's only him, so that's good news, great news. Um, moving forward, we got actually speaking of COVID, we got Baker Mayfield back Wednesday. It was a little COVID contact scare from another staffer on the facility. So that was fun. Not really glad he's back. So uh, with that being said, man, I wanted to kind of, uh, I guess, go over your prediction for the game to wrap the Browns talk up. Uh, who, what, what, what's your prediction for this game? As you said, it's going to be a little bit. The weather might be a factor in Cleveland, but just know it is in Cleveland. We are healthy. It is a big must-win game against this Texans defense that is very bad. 
very bad. I think Derrick Henry had over 200 rushing yards on this defense a couple weeks ago. Uh, very bad rushing defense, terrible passing defense. Uh, the, what you have to worry about is this offense against our also awful defense. Um, so it, it's going to be, we're going to have to score points to win. They're definitely going to score their points. Uh, what, what are your prediction here? Um, I don't want to do any predictions, man. I don't want to put nothing in the air. I don't want to do none of that. Um, I think between both of us, the Dylan effect, and even some of the shit that I bring to the table, um, just spells bad news. So, um, like I said, I know what it's going to take to win. I don't want to predict anything. I just hope that, like I said, Nick Chubb comes out and, you know, hopefully after the game, he doesn't have to be dealing with any kind of like inflammation or, or pain. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's back to, to normal. And like I said, we were just able to punch it on the throats. Let's leave hopefully Baker Mayfield between 20 to 23 passes. And um, yep. let's just get out of there with a fucking dub, man. I'm, I mean, I'm going to be watching. We got a root. I mean, it sucks too because, yeah, the Raiders got a game against the, the Broncos. So, I mean, that's going to be favorable for them. And then uh, they're at home. And then Miami's at home as well against the Chargers. So. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Hopefully, one of those teams can pull off the upset, the Chargers or the Broncos. Mm-hmm. But uh, first and foremost, Cleveland's got to go out and, and do what the fuck they got to do. They're favorites, so it's uh, it's it was uh, this bye week came at a, at a a very crucial time, and um, it's time to get back to work. They got they got to mirror what they did the first eight weeks. Got to go five and three again. You know. Um. I think uh, that, like they were saying on, on CBD, uh, even with the seventh uh, seventh uh, playoff spot, you still probably want to hit that ten win mark. So you got to do what you got to do there. It would have really been nice to be fucking six and two right now. It's crazy the difference between those the six and two and five and three, but they're still right there and in it. They just got to do what the fuck they got to do. So. I like it. I like it. I'm excited to see some Browns football. It was nice maybe getting a little break because there was no sense of disappointment. You can just watch football to watch football. Who cares who won? Who cares who lost? You just watch football to watch football. Now the cards are on the table and now we're waiting for the flip. Let's go, baby. Let's find out these results going down the stretch. Uh, But moving on, I did bring up earlier in the episode that I wanted to speak on some celebrities that have passed. Uh, Rest in peace. But they are making a killing in the year 20. 20 they're making more money bobby than uh i will ever probably make in my existence of life and afterlife for that matter um but i have 13 celebrities and these are the top most wealthiest uh celebrities that have passed away so they've they're they've they're died or they died and they made money still through 2020 this is going based on um uh between the months of october 2019 and october uh 2020 calculating that pre-tax made um, and obviously, every all the deductibles of like agents and licensing agreements, all that kind of stuff is not pulled out. This is just a, a basic flat number there for you. So I have 13. The top three, uh, I should say the bottom three, this would be like the, I guess, the honorable mentions for the top 10. Number 13, Marilyn Monroe made $8 million. She died August 4th, 1962 at the age of 36 due to an overdose. Uh, but her name is definitely in her image, for that matter, is used by nearly over 100 brands globally. Number 12, George Harrison, $8.5 million, died November 29, 2001, and 58 from cancer. Uh, the Quiet Beetle pocketed a seven-figure check from the band's, uh, circ- cir- I guess it's a different language, but there's a, sh- a certain show 
in Las Vegas uh, that they were airing, and they uh, he made a killing off that. He's, he's the likeness, name and likeness goes a long way after you're dead, even. Number 11, Freddie Mercury made $9 million just the year of 2020. Um, Freddie Mercury, obviously the lead singer of Queens, uh, November 24th, 1991, died at the age of 45 from AIDS. And obviously everyone knows the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. That was a major part of that. And plus, uh, because of that movie, uh, Queens merchandise sales and songs also skyrocketed. Now we're getting in the top 10. Number 10, Prince made $10 million, died April 21st, 2016 at age of 57 from an overdose. Number nine, John Lennon, $13 million. Number eight, Bob Marley, $14 million in 2020 he made. Number seven, Juicy World, $15 million he made just in the year of 2020. Number six, Kobe Bryant, made $20 million in 2020. Number five, now we're getting the top five, Elvis Presley. Banked in $23 million in the year of 2020. Number four, Arnold Palmer. $25 million. Now we're getting in our top three, Bobby. Charles Schultz. $32.5 million. Died February 12, 2000 at the age of 77 from cancer. Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and the gang are hardly worth peanuts. Dr. Seuss at number two. thirty. Three million dollars. That's no surprise there. Everyone heard of Dr. Seuss. Uh, thanks to the series of seven-figure television and film deals, Seussville is a much wealthier neighborhood. Can you guess what number one is? And it's not even close. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is correct. $48 million. He cashed in in the year of 2020, died June 25th, 2009, at the age of 50, from an overdose slash homicide, the 2019 release of the Danning or the Damning, excuse me, documentary Leaving Neverland didn't cost the King of Pop his crown, as he made almost nearly fifty million dollars, fifty almost fifty million dollars in the year of 2020, and he hasn't been alive since 2009. Isn't that just crazy to think about? Legacy, man. Legacy's worth everything. Yep, one thousand percent. I just thought that was interesting to bring up there. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone, any listeners out there thought that was interesting and want more kind of like random ass segment facts like that, let us know. And the thing is, I bet for some of those artists that um, people that aren't even in that, that person's family are the ones receiving the money. Yep. Yep. And like I said, like, with that dollar amount, that is a pre-tax. So obviously the tax is taken out. Then you have to pay like the recording. Um, uh, licensing agreement, agents, and all that kind of stuff, lawyers. Yeah, I mean, all that deductible. I mean, still a fucking shit ton of money, but in the grand scheme of things, it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, the legacy, like you, like I said, man, legacy is worth everything. It's like you built up your legacy, and then you leave your loved ones with fortunes, even after the fact. It's not like whatever 70, you, you know, 60, 70 years from now, I mean, what, what what's the DILF legacy going to be raking in per year, you think? 60 to 70 years from now, not a penny. Unless something happens, unless something, unless something, if I strike oil, strike gold, something like that, where I can build an empire um, and then leave that for my family to what, for what, or, or I, uh, what are those things called? Um, savings bonds. 
put a little savings bonds in the bank and then uh, just let that grow. I'll continue to grow after I'm dead. Weren't you working on some inventions? Like you had some invention ideas back in the day? What were those? I had some invention ideas for XPO logistics. Um, I had some LED hazmat placards because it was a pain in the ass to fucking always go around all four corners of the trailer, especially in bad weather. And uh, the ones that the placard uh, placard flips, uh, if anyone worked in the trucking business, they know what I'm talking about. It's where you see like the hazmat and what kind of hazmat's inside the trailer, yada, yada, yada. Um, different language for those people that don't know what I'm talking about. But hazmat placards, sometimes they're broken. You have to like tape them up there. Tape doesn't stick to the fucking like uh, the metal of the trailer. And it can be a fucking mess. So I was thinking, hey, why don't we just make it LED? That way we can just have a remote system that changes all of them at the exact same time to whatever. Or there's like a pad on the trailer or something like that. I understand the cost is not worth the, I guess, because you have like thousands of trailers you'd have to do without a company and the, and, and the cost of how much it would uh, to make, uh, program, uh, making it weather resistant, all that kind of stuff is a factor as well. But it, it was an idea. It was one of probably a couple more I've had. That's what I thought, man. I remember one of the, one of them times, you we were smoking some trees, and you you left you listed off about four or five invention ideas, but I just couldn't remember what they were. I think a couple I mean, of them were all right. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. I need to write these down next time I have them because it's not about the idea aspect that's hard because anyone can think of an idea. It's about acting on that idea and having the the um, materials or whatever you need to make the uh what's what's the the first product you ever make what's that called the first product I ever made yeah it's like the it's like a model the of prototype what you're to, prototype yeah prototype yeah yeah you just gotta have like the funds to make the prototype the the materials to make the prototype because you can't sell an idea you have to sell the prototype you know right unless the idea you sell to a person that has the materials and power to make the prototype and you just kind of partner with them, but then you're losing profit. Do you remember, um, you dead ass told me that you didn't have the materials or the money to make the pro, I guess the prototype, but you said that, uh, you had had the idea of a flashlight years before it came out. You remember telling me that? Uh, I mean, I, maybe not specifically that, but I'm sure I've thought of like a flashlight system before i knew there was of a flashlight that existed already maybe it already existed before my idea but um i definitely thought of like there has to be something better than my fucking hand to skin you know or whatever lotion products you use you're a lotion guy huh no i'm not actually actually i go i either go um the like like sex lube or nothing at all I think 90% of the time it's dry. That's your preference? I mean, hand jobs just not my preference. I mean, in general, masturbating is not my preference. Much rather have the puss, but, you know. How's that been going for you, ma'am? I mean, have you been getting um, any of your um, appetite um, quenched whatsoever or no? I mean, you're talking to the Dilf here. Am I ever quenched? I guess that's fair. <laughs> no, um, 
Yeah, I'd say. I'd say so. We're, we're working on it. I mean, life's busy. Moving's busy. Um, finding another job. This The whole house buying, dude, it's like nothing like fucking... Because obviously, I've only had my experiences of like renting places, signing leases, and it's yours type deal. Um, but this is just like... It's like you think you're done, and then it's another hoop you have to jump through, and then you're not even done paying for it. Thank God. Thank God there's a month gap between closing and your first mortgage payment. Because there's just so much money like left and right, setting up your insurance, closing costs, inspections. Then you have to pay for um, like other miscellaneous things. And it's, oh yeah, setting up like your other uh, things, like your miscellaneous like internet, uh, waters, all that kind of stuff you're setting up. Deposits are usually needed for those setups. So all that kind of crazy stuff, man. I mean, it just hasn't, I guess, been on the mind as of lately. So it hasn't been really stressing me out as much. Okay. I just thought, you know, I'd ask. I know some of the Dilfers out there like to find out where you're at sexually. So I try to uh, appease to that crowd. Well, ladies, one at a time, please. I'm going to tell you right now, it's it's probably about 75-25. So there are a couple gentlemen out there that spoke to me. I, I did have to tell them that you were engaged and uh, as far as my knowledge goes, um, only have I ever ever dealt with women. Is that correct? Have I only dealt with women, you said? Yeah. That is correct. That is correct. I'm not Alex Traver, where I've ever uh, even thought of setting up a Tinder account to search for dudes and fish for dudes. Um, I, I called him out. He's bi-curious, at least to me. He's going to be bi-curious in my book. He says he is straight as an arrow, but... Uh, our conversation um, led to me believe otherwise. So um, I think he's a little bi-curious, which is okay, which is okay. It's perfectly fine. I mean, I was just saying how I was just going to ask you, actually, how you feel um, when a guy hits on you. I mean, I would probably more so find it uh, flattering, but no thanks. Flattering, I'm flattered, but no thanks. Um, You know, I like to flirt. So I think up, up until it gets to a certain level. You know, I'll play. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, playing a little bit. You know what I mean? I understand. Playing with their heart. I understand. No, not even really their heart, because I don't think it'd, it'd even be on that level. More just fun. Off the rip. I mean, yeah. But Yeah, um, I, I can get that, because some people have been like, some people feed off that, that flirtation going back and forth. Like, we don't need to, like, you know, take it any farther than that, but, you know, it's fun to, like, Mess around like that. That's what I'm saying. If some guy yeah. sees you at the gym and hey, wow, you got a nice ass, you're going to toot your ass up a little bit. You know, you're not going to pursue him, but it's going to make you perk up a little bit. I'm Check right yourself out in the mirror. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think. Come um, spot me. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It'd be a win win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Um,. Bunch of new music today too. I haven't got to listen to any of it. I didn't um, see I wasn't in my normal normal work truck today, so um, the uh, the radio and shit in there kind of sucks. So yeah, new two, two chains album, new uh, future and a little Uzi Vert album. I think a day or two ago there was a new Billie Eilish single that came out. Yep. Um. So I definitely uh, definitely want to check that out. What else did I add? I think that was it. Oh, and then Wiz Khalifa finally uh, was able to move the song The Thrill 
over to uh, DSPs, your streaming platforms and shit, um, which is great. It's one of his best songs he's made, and I think it's got to be around 10 to 12 years old. So very happy that that's on uh, streaming now, so you don't have to uh, um, you know, look it up on YouTube or some shit. You know, because obviously if you can have all your music right there banging off of Apple or, or Spotify, it's always it's always a good thing. So. I think as the years go on, a lot of these mixtape cuts and you know mixtape um, slash albums that uh, have all these like uh, sample musics and shit will eventually come to agreements with you know the original composers slash artists and, and get that shit moved uh, to streaming so that uh, they can you know us can listen uh, as fans can listen to it and they can still you know make a couple bucks off there so. You gotta love it. Yeah, definitely. I and see ACDC, their their album dropped as well, and a couple of other like different types of genre of music. Foo Fighters, I know they dropped their uh um their I think it was a single, uh, Shame Shame, a couple of, or a few days ago now. Now that you're listening to this on a Sunday. Yeah. Um are there any tomorrow's memory songs out there that would ever you know be able to hit hit the streaming sites? Not until yesterday's future. We're kind of like in a stalemate of who's going to release first. Are they still in on uh, Twitter? I'm sure you can find them on Twitter. Maybe not. I don't know. I think I might have been the one controlling that account. I might have deactivated it to start up the TSP one. Oh, man. I hope you didn't. Oh, no. There it is. Join July 2015. You see, you see, people that listen to this podcast may think that tomorrow's memory was trash joke, whatever. Um, but I do want rest assured that we, I think we held our own for what we were and what we we're worth. And, um, for not really like practicing as much as a professional band, we probably like once or twice a week or whenever our schedules would allow. Cause we basically worked when we were high school, I uh, had extracurricular activities, uh, all that kind of stuff aside. Uh, we met up when we can. We played at uh, local bars in downtown Rossford. Um, our friends and family showed up in pretty good numbers. Uh, I mean, enough to like pack up the bar where there's no seats left. I mean, it's a smaller bar. It means a bar. Um, but nonetheless, it was still a fun environment. Uh, you got free drinks on the house from performing. Um, one time I got paid, so that was kind of cool uh, to do that outside of just doing it for more of an experience and uh, a fun thing to do. Uh, kind of get your face and name out there to with the locals and uh, your your peers. Um, but I really wish I kind of continued on that journey. Uh, maybe not with like tomorrow's memory, but maybe just in music in general. I think I had like a natural, a natural feeling for it. Um, I like playing guitar, self-taught, all that kind of stuff. I don't really play guitar. You try to get that, that kid, uh, not kid, I shouldn't say kid, but your bandmate or whatever you want to call him, we should get him on the show one time. Talk about it a little bit. And one of my favorite videos, I'm glad I, I did find it because, one of the best videos, maybe the best video, uh, was <laughs> it was a video of you guys setting up for a show, um, and then the <laughs> it's like sped up. I think, uh, yeah, that the Ron dude posted it. It's sped up. I don't know if you oh see yeah, it. and um, you got Josh there just standing <laughs> on the side while you guys are um, um, setting up and shit, not helping whatsoever, and just smoking this vape. And uh, it's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen that. He's like, 
Just yeah, just and he's just standing there fucking blowing out, um, smoking <laughs> shit. But I fucking yeah, man. That. One of these times, man, on on the uh, on the show here, man. I think you got to bust out the acoustic, and you got to let the fans hear hear what you got. One time, man, they they got a, a small preview uh, on our episode with with Carl Brown when you did a little JT, but I think they yeah. need the full effect, man. Yeah, maybe I can work on something. I don't know. Um, pick up the strings, get the calluses back on the fingers again, you know. Uh, strum it up. Strum it up. It's been a while. I probably need to change the strings on the guitar, but um, it's fun to play. I'm more, I don't really consider myself like a guitar player. I'm like a mediocre guitar player. Something you'd like see at the campfire and strumming a couple tunes and sing-alongs and stuff like that. Nothing too extravagant now these days, but um, I, rest assured, rest assured that the TILF still still has a little bit left in the tank to give to the TSP listeners out there. Um, but yeah, man, it, it'd be, it'd be fun. Uh, we actually, tomorrow's memory even had a, a, uh, a performance at the Rossford fest. Oh, wait, what was it called? What's it called? It was the Marina, Rossford Marina fest, Rossford fest. I forgot what they call it nowadays, but, uh, river fest. There it is. You ever heard of the river fest? Uh uh-uh. uh. So it's a uh, it's down by the Rossford Marina, and it's a uh, it's basically kind of like your Wallbridge Festival that you have over there by the tracks, rally by the rails, but it's Rossford's version of it, um, down by the marina. So they call it the River Fest, and they have live performances all through the day. And we had um, an opening slot for the actual main event, so it's pretty fun. There you go, man. I mean, I've seen some videos, and uh, I joke around about it sometimes, but it was cool. I definitely. Um respect you guys trying to you know make make some shit happen and then you guys had a little little photo shoot josh did a pretty good job with those i remember um yeah he's really good really good that's the thing about you Dilo. if you get into something you definitely uh you definitely try to make it make it pop off even I try. if uh and i know <laughs> i think ian said on his show or his episode the one time that um you'll you'll be really into something hardcore for a couple weeks and you uh, you go hard at it, so it's yeah, definitely. If I don't, uh, if I don't sense quality. If I yeah, if I don't sense a little bit of any kind of future success or anything that's coming from this, if there's no like launch or liftoff from my first day of starting it, and then I just start easily losing passion. Uh, that's why you, the TSP listeners, need to uh, keep supporting, keep following, keep liking and donating and doing whatever you can to support. It doesn't have to be donations, but it's always welcomed and. Uh, yeah, just like a, a follow goes a long way. I mean, it builds us, retweets, um, shares go a long way. It's a quick two-second click. It gets into other people's feeds, so other people that may be interested that have never heard about us and never heard of us, two dudes talking shop on TSP, um, might actually enjoy us. And um, another thing for those that do listen, because I'm starting to believe here, Bobby, and I, I don't want to end our episode on a, on a sour note or anything, but I'm starting to uh, lean towards the analytical aspect of what Anchor provides for us. And I don't know. I want to get a little bit more in depth of these uh, these numbers that we're looking at because I want to see exactly how many like true listeners we have out of the people who tune in. Because the difference between people tuning in could be like as long as you listen to the episode for at least ten seconds, it doesn't matter how many or where at in the episode. It's going to count you as a listen, I believe, or maybe thirty seconds. It's thirty seconds. Uh, I wonder how, how many of those are actually ones that listen to majority of the episode or bulks of the episode out of the um, people who do tune tune in Um, because the TSP mailbag is 
empty. And that is extremely disappointing coming from uh, Bobby and myself. We want to get you involved. The listeners want to get involved and send questions. It doesn't even have to be a question. If you don't have any questions, it's perfectly fine. Uh, if you just want to talk shop with the guys, maybe something happened you want to bring up, we can talk about, discuss, topic suggestions, anything of that. Uh, we're all about it. It's talking shop. Anything but politics, even though we got in politics a couple of times uh, throughout this season, just due to the nature of what's going on in our society. But um we really want you guys involved and like bring bring a part of TSP. It's not just us talking heads on the mic um, and the guests that we bring on that are so graciously giving us their time. It's you, the listeners as well, that we want to get a part of the show and uh, hopefully make TSP Mailbag a segment in the future. Yeah, there's four episodes left. Um, let us know. I mean, you can even let us know in the mailbag. If you don't even want us to come back for season four, obviously, let us know. I mean, if, if there was a large number... Um, or even uh, a small number of people that were telling us that, uh, I guess that'd be something we have to consider, but, um, hopefully the people out there that listen to us, um, obviously if you're going in, listen only t- 10 seconds, I just don't think there's any way because Sav's intro is what 60 to 90 seconds. And you're, you're going to listen to the, at least that all the way fucking through. That's probably the best part of every show. Yeah. Easily. Easily. So, I mean, if you leave after that point, at least we got you for 90 seconds. But hopefully you do stick around for the you know, the next 40, 50 minutes. But I think um, if you come in here and leave after 10 seconds, I I don't know why you would. Because, uh, you know, Sav, Sav gets to fucking going um, in the first yeah. minute and a half of the show. So yeah, I just don't even under, understand, like, it doesn't have to be input that has to be new it could be input on like hey guys i really like what you're doing here what you did more of this is exactly what i kind of like in a podcast that i listen to in other uh episodes of other podcasts and yada 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 um it could be just like that it doesn't have to be anything in particular to add on to our show but more of comments it doesn't even have to be through the messaging system in the tsp mailbag it could be left comments on twitter facebook and instagram at talking shop pod be sure to follow us on there as well uh spread the word baby because season four or i should say season three coming to an end we're coming close um, actually, we shattered our 7K total plays record, or not record, but goal. We're approaching 8K, and I think we could probably easily do 8K by the end of Season 3, um, as we're Ooh, at 7.7 nice. right now. So, really um, nice, man. Oh, definitely. Um, we're still, I mean, we're, we're, we're crawling a little bit very sluggishly on the follows on Twitter. I know our goal was 200. Uh, I think we started this season at like 119, I want to say. Uh, we're at 131 right now. Just like I said, share, follow. Uh, retweets, anything like that would um, go a long way because it gets into other people's feeds that aren't already following us, and that's and that's that's key right there to uh, to get more listeners on the TSP train. Big facts, man. Um, yeah, four after today, four episodes left. We have two phenomenal guests um, left to uh, this Wednesday. Be a friend of mine, Jen Laplante. Uh, we went to uh, school together. I've known her for probably twenty plus years. She's traveled all over um, the country and quite a few places in the world. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of that. I'm pretty excited. And um, she's also a photographer. So, I mean, it's going to be a great talk. Uh, very excited to uh, do some catching up with her. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened with Joe. That sucks. Um, I know. Um, hopefully, we, we can get him back um, next week. We'll try. If not, I mean, we've had him for what, the last six weeks? So, uh, if uh, we can't. If his computer doesn't want to cooperate, um, you know, Joe Tober slash Jovember was a smash hit. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we definitely appreciate him. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
the uh, the Joe Vember train's not off the rails yet. It's just stopped at the station. Hopefully, we can refuel her and uh, get it back going again. But Delo, another solid Sunday episode in here. Four more to go. Crazy. Um, season three is uh, on its way out, man. Pretty wild. And um, I'm gonna have a lot more shit to say on that on that last episode. You know, we'll we'll, we'll dip into you know. Um, the entire season itself, the entire year, 2020, um, pretty crazy. But uh, that's all I got for this week, man. Um, until Wednesday. But you uh, know, you know what to do. As always, Bobby. It's a damn shame we couldn't get Joe Vember back on this fucking episode. He was here, but the mic was just not. We'll get him back. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Half glass full, baby. Let's go. Or glass half full. I said that backwards. But anyways. Thank you all for tuning in for this episode of TSP number 93. Uh, Season 3, like Bobby said, coming to an end. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TalkingShopPod. Be sure to leave us messages on the links provided in the uh, bio on each profile, as well as uh, our email. You can email us at TalkingShopPod at gmail.com or TalkingShopPod at gmail.com there. Um, Now, from myself... Bobby and Jovember. Have a wonderful week, friends, and we will see you Wednesday. Take care.